You know, I can't believe it, but we're rolling around on the third anniversary of when the pandemic began, and a lot has changed in that time, uh, much for the good and also much for the not so good. And the one thing that seems to be still on the minds of most business leaders in HR is what is the best way to bring people back into the workplace or not. And Joyce and I, we take the time out today that we've learned a lot in the last two years in terms of the pitfalls and what works and what doesn't work. And we spend today sharing our thoughts and ideas with you. Now, I'm going to tell you, Joyce and I aren't always right. If you're a listener, you know that. But we're never in doubt in terms of the opinions that we hold. And this happens to be one of those circumstances. So, uh, you know, you may grimace, uh, but hopefully you'll leave with a smile. So come on in, grab a smack. Welcome. Hey, Bob. Good morning, Joyce. <laughs> I didn't have a little blue box to hit, so I wasn't sure we were recording. <laughs> Not that it makes much difference. Uh, however, we just got into a very interesting sidebar conversation that we thought we should just put out there, um, which has to do with the design of work for this new age we're living in and that all of us are feeling our way blindly for how much flexibility can we have for the whole person versus a rather tight needs of a company for meeting results. So anyhow, and you had been reading an article and you stimulated my thought uh about what you lose if you mm. fragment too much. And with that, I'll hand it to you. Yeah, so the, the article is in the most recent issue of HR Magazine. And the title is The Great Compromise. Employers and workers are meeting in the middle over the return to work policy. And uh, last week, uh, we talked about the sense of fairness as it would apply to what's happening as far as mm -hmm. designing the workplace. Uh, but this was a pretty compelling article that the either or uh, solution, meaning all back into the workplace or all remote, uh, just isn't going to work for really mm -hmm. good reasons, both for the employee uh, and then the leadership. So I can go through some of the motivating factors for getting in the workplace. Uh, but before that, the article is basically saying that uh, that coming up with uh, a process or not a process guidelines for what's expected in terms of uh, being in the workplace uh, is smart and to have flexibility about people's desired need to work remotely uh, on occasion. So, uh, you know, I, I, I know that a lot has been written about the CEO saying, okay, uh, starting October 1st, everyone must return to the workplace. But this seems to suggest that that's not necessarily the best solution for either the business or employees. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We sure do think there's one right way. And we do swing to extremes in business. But I do want to say the anchor is the business need. Mm. How much flexibility can we give to our associates and meet and be the business 
we want to be, choose to be with the values and the results and all of that that we want. And sometimes uh, you sacrifice one for the other. So it's got to stay somewhat fluid. And many, many people at the top, eh, I don't know, can't stand that that lack of absolutely knowing. And I kind of agree with some of that. And remember we did one on work uh, design? Yeah, and I was saying that as a CEO, I would absolutely have a way to communicate with the whole organization quarterly. I don't care if it's Zoom, but everybody. Yeah. And I would absolutely have to have the functions meet face-to-face monthly, Zoom or not. And I would absolutely have to have my top. Functional is not the right word to use anymore, but leaders of uh, talent pods (laughs) that Mm -hmm. have to uh, support business results, I would want them to meet face-to-face quarterly. And and you, in your reading, mentioned the reasons why that's so important. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll just summarize. Uh, there's a subbar in, a subbar in this uh, article, Why CEOs Want Employees Back in the Workplace. And uh, you talked about the business need. Number one reason, productivity. And huh. it shows research-wise that we had increased productivity in the workplace prior to 2022. But guess what? Since the pandemic, productivity is measured by uh, people's work and generating um, good outcomes uh, has slipped five quarters in a row and is the worst since 1948. So CEOs are saying, hey, look, we're going to be more productive. And it's not about you. It's about all of us working together. Collaboration. Uh, is number two that we're an I we're a company of ideas. We're a company of having good dialogue and considering uh, different perspectives, and we lose uh, that collaboration. As a matter of fact, the research says fifteen less. I don't know how they figure that out. Um, I think number three is pretty self evident. Uh, culture. It is still easier to build trust in person, and. Uh, uh, I think all of us can think about the last couple of years and relate to that. And then uh, the last one, number four, is professional development. That at the end of the day, your career does suffer by working exclusively in isolation, which to me goes to what you were identifying. Here are some key needs that the business has in terms of all hands on deck, people being in the workplace. So um, I'm supposed to ask you to come back to something. Come back to um, productivity. You remember? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 I'm wondering if we had everybody in the workplace now, and it was a rule, if the productivity wouldn't be at the same lower level because people are burned out, disillusioned, scared. Uh, so I'm not sure that. That's, you know, everybody has learned, I can do without that intense work. What do you know? Um, So I, 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 I I question that. The other is when people talk about home versus um, at work, it sounds like it's ad hoc. 
when you want to come in, come in. When you don't, don't. I, I, I would need more CEO. I would need more, less chaos in that. Yes. More tailor, more tailoring for the individual. But I just need to know on Tuesdays, forget about it. <laughs> You're not going to have yeah. many people here. Um, so it can't be tailor-made chaos. Yeah, it it harkens back when I was at Food Lion. It, it was an unwritten rule uh, that you can schedule meetings Monday through Thursday, but don't schedule meetings with anyone from store operations on Friday. Mm -hmm. uh, and the idea is uh, we want uh, our leading store operations people in the store. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so... It, it, it worked out great. Everyone knew it. And sure, did we occasionally have an all hands on deck because of the circumstance? Sure. But it was really great. Uh, and, I remember and running and just uh, meeting uh, to help get to that point. It was called Stop the Madness. Stop the Madness. I remember that. Yeah. And um, uh, I, yeah, and I think they needed even more than that. But anyway designing work that works and uh, for the company and for the people is very interesting. And I love, I think, gosh, darn, Tony Schwartz, is that his name? Who wrote, yeah. the way we're working isn't working. It sure is. Everybody needs to revisit that. It's like the um, book, How the Mighty Fall or whatever. These are two books that didn't get the attention that they deserve. So uh, we can come back and talk about that another time because you and I did build a leadership meeting around those principles. Yeah. And well, they were great. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Um, Tony Schwartz wrote his book, what years before the pandemic, right? Looking through the lens of the last two plus years, you can clearly see what he has identified rings more true today than it did back then. Y you know, um, what so if as I think about where my thinking has evolved uh, in our conversation today, um, it's not as cut and dry as saying we need you in here Monday through Wednesday. You can work remotely on Thursday and Friday. You start with what the business needs. Right. So you've you've kind of created this menu of here are things that we absolutely want to have. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and then, and only then, then say, so what, where's the flexibility that we can mm -hmm. apply given these demands? Cause I think oftentimes, uh, people default to an either, or, or just come up with an arbitrary rule that, uh, as we talked about last week is unfair, unfair to and, the business. And, and shame on you leadership. If your people don't understand business needs. Yeah. This is how our Amen. business works. This is, you know, what it needs. And I still smell, and I'm not sure that HR with input is trying to decide this. And hmm. I would certainly pull together uh, and do a kind of search conference of uh, having someone at all levels, all positions, all whatever. You can manage this. We have technology. Now we can manage huge meetings have people design different methods because then they'll understand just what a pain in the neck it is. Yeah. How complex it is. It's not arbitrary. 
Absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, so here we are. We've got a good compromise that I think is a good example of what's working in the workplace. And uh, um, I think I'm complete. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> because I, I, we were talking in, in between uh, recording about Please, we are in a giant experimentation and a redefinition of what work is and what it means. And um, so all of these are provisional decisions that you should put a timeline to for a re-evaluation. You know, okay, so we're going to do this for four months, and then we're going to come back and see where it hurt the business, where it killed flexibility, and we will continue. We will be in a state of continuous redesign because that's what's demanded in the world today. Mm. So quit looking for the, the solution. They're all experiments. If, if I were to bundle our last two episodes, uh, I'd put it under the heading of it's messy. <laughs> it's, you know, you're, it, you know, it really is. I mean, you mm -hmm. put out what you think is your best uh, way of going forward, but knowing that you're going to learn along the way and it's messy and you're going to come back four months later. So either that or nothing holds still <laughs> subtitle. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I, I did a board retreat last uh, week. And uh, before the retreat, someone said, boy, we should really do something on change management um, because we're just constantly changing. And we ended up not doing it, but I thought about it. And I'm saying, given today's workplace, I'm not saying having people embrace change isn't a good thing, but I'm not sure people need to be trained on change management. It's, it's like the constant. Um, you know, uh, ride the waves, or, you know, yeah, ride those waves. So with that, I do digress. So Joyce, any final thoughts? No, I am complete. Perfect. See you next. You know, many of our listeners uh, are from the state of Maine, and it's actually the home of Joyce. And you know, we all know that 10 days ago, uh, a gunman uh, went on a shooting spree and killed 18 and injured 13 others. And uh, I think it's had a pretty significant impact, obviously, on all of us, but certainly those people that were directly impacted in the loss of life. And, uh, you know, there's the saying, Lewis and Strong, and perhaps the only bright light uh, ultimately, at the end of this, if there is a light, is that uh, you can never doubt the resilience and the grit and determination of people from the state of Maine. So Joyce and I just wanted to extend our sympathies to those directly influenced, uh, but to all of you that have gone through this horrendous uh, uh, nightmare. So until the next time, be well and be safe.